Hey, Bay Chapel, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us online. I know these are some of the most unusual circumstances, but we're going to make the most of this opportunity. So whether you find yourself uh, this morning in your living room, uh, if you're in the, in the car or you're watching this by phone, or maybe you're watching at a later time, I'll pray wherever you find this video that you, you just be encouraged today to know that God is with us, that he's going to see us through this situation, this crisis that we're in. Wow, it's really affected us. Before I dive into this message this morning of encouragement, I just want to first say thank you so much to Pastor Steve Wells at North Point Church and Lutz. He reached out to me this week. He said, Wes, is there anything that we can do? And I, I took him up on the opportunity to, to meet here to be able to share this video with you. And so I just want to say thank you so much to him and, and thank you for being a part this morning. Thank you for being faithful, continuing to just believe that, that God's best is ahead, not only for our families, for our community, for our churches, uh, but, but also for our lives as well, that he's going to see us through this situation, through this storm, that he is going to be faithful. I also want to just invite you and, and ask you if you do me a favor. There's so many people that would uh, need an encouraging word at a time like this. So if you can, if you would, why don't you share this video if you're on Facebook Live or if you're on YouTube right now or if you're watching it later, take a second just to hit that share button, invite somebody that maybe is going through a difficult time just to receive a word of encouragement and let's continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to dive in and just share some thoughts, practical thoughts that are going to connect with us where we're at right now, what to do in a crisis. I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't know that I've ever walk through a situation or season like we're in right now. The, the level of security measures taken, the level of panic that we see all around us. I mean, if you haven't seen the panic, just go to Walmart later. All right? I, mean, I mean, it's everywhere. People are, there, there is a heightened sense of panic, fear that uh, I don't know that I've ever experienced. And we've lived through quite a few different hurricanes and uh, different events in our lifetime, but boy, this is unprecedented. And I think it's a time for us to really think about what do we do in a crisis situation? I, I don't know about you, but all week, the, the verse that's come to mind is a verse that, that Paul writes to his son in the faith, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It's just kind of resounded in my head all week. He says this to Timothy, he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has not given us, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I think there's three truths that are so powerful right inside that passage. He said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but number one, of power. To know this, that we're overcomers, that in Christ we're victorious. Power, it just reminds me that there's strength, that there's hope, that in the middle of the panic, there's peace, not, not because of me or my own strength, but, but just like the disciples, when they went through a storm, it wasn't about what they could do. It was knowing that Jesus was in the boat, that as long as Jesus is with me, everything is going to be okay. There's power. And then he goes on, he says, there's love. And I think this is so true. And I just want to encourage us in this way is that our response in crisis says a lot about our Christ. Our response in crisis says a lot about our Christ. I think that we have an opportunity like we've never had before to be the hands and feet of Jesus. 
you know, you know what it's given us opportunity. We're not able to meet together this morning. And so we're doing some things in a creative way. We're gathering together online. So why don't you just take a second and, and in the chat, just say hi to somebody right now. Let's, let's get creative. Let's do community maybe in a way that we're not used to doing community. I think crisis might actually bring out some creativity that we haven't thought about before. I think it gives us an opportunity to love people, to show people the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. You know, uh, we were Friday night getting ready and preparing for services and still doing our best to put our best foot forward and think about having services this weekend when we got the call and kind of the that felt like the world stopped when we heard the announcement that schools will be closing for the next couple of weeks and we'll be out for three weekends. And man, what a blow it, it felt like. And so many restrictions are happening. But I think more than a restriction, I see this as an opportunity to respond. I think that's really what it is. It, it, it's an opportunity to respond with the love of Jesus to our family, to our neighbors, to people around us who are hurting or full of fear. He says, power, love, and a sound mind. When I hear that sound mind, I think it's an opportunity to use wisdom, to use wisdom, to follow the decisions made by leaders and authority, to stay safe and protect our family. I think it's an opportunity to, to, to acknowledge and recognize the orders that we've been given to socially distance ourselves. You know, we say we're not going to be doing a whole lot of high-fiving and, and, uh, and handshaking and hugging, just doing some fist bumps. Here, here's the deal, though. It's an opportunity to socially distance ourselves, but not an opportunity to spiritually distance ourselves. You know, I think we, while we're socially distant, let's, let's make sure that we're not spiritually distant. Let's lean in. Let, let's get closer to Jesus during these couple of weeks where we're isolated. Let's make sure we're reaching out and connecting with, with other brothers. Let's use wisdom. As I thought about this, I was reminded of a lady that uh, goes to the, the clubhouse gym where I run in the morning. She's an older lady, probably 30, 35 years older than I am, but she is faithful as the day is long. Oh, she's a speed walker, man. I don't know if you've ever been next to a speed walker at the gym, but they take the deal seriously. She, she's, she's so fast when she walks. Uh, it's embarrassing because I think she walks faster than I jog. Uh, I mean, she is like super speed. She'll set the elevation high. And, but she's got this interesting routine. And I, I've, I've jogged next to her in the, at the treadmill right next to her for a few years now. And she does this deal where she comes in before she starts walking every morning. She'll go find the sanitizer bottle and, and, and a few tissues. And I mean, she doesn't do a little wipe down. I mean, she hoses that thing down like, like, like she knows where every germ is on that treadmill. I mean, she's spraying it from top to bottom. And for the last few years, it's almost been a little bit annoying to me. I'm like, Sue, why, you, why do you care that much? I mean, why do you, you know... It, I mean, you're going way out of your way. Can I tell you this week as I've watched Sue spray down the treadmill, I thought, man, you're such a wise lady. I mean, I've just been missing it for a while. And what I've realized this week is all that's going on around me has heightened my awareness to some things that I need to be doing in my life. I need to protect my health. I need to protect my family. 
I need to use cleanliness. But, but I think this is an opportunity for our awareness to be heightened, but not to live scared. Let, let's, hey, everybody, let, let's live aware, but let's not live scared. How, how do we handle a crisis? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Let me give you three thoughts just to encourage you. Number one is this. Let's pray, but not panic. Let's pray, but not panic. Prayer is our, our first response, not our last resort. I think so often we wait to go to God in prayer until things are desperate. And I know that we're in a, a desperate time. Things and, and all around us seem to be crumbling and feels like the, the world is on, on shaky soil right now. But it's not our last response. It's our first, resu- first response, not our last resort. It's an opportunity to seek God. And during this season, why don't we go after God like we've never gone after him? Spend time, morning, noon, and night, just if it's a few minutes, down on your knees, if it's while you're driving in the car, wherever you're at, talk to God about what you're going through. Let's put him first. I think so often we do like the disciples when they were in that boat. They were so filled with fear and panic because of the storm that was surrounding them. I'm reminded of of what they did when they went and found Jesus sleeping. Their, Their response to Jesus was, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? I think so often, when, when there are storms around us and situations around us, it's easy to be overwhelmed with doubt. And maybe you're in a place right now where, where you feel like, man, I don't know what's going to happen next. Is my family going to be okay? What's going to happen to our city? What's going to happen to my job? Instead of being filled with all that doubt, replace it with the truth of God's word. Go to him in prayer. I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. He says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Hear hear that today. Wherever you're watching, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. He says, with thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God. Then, because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and the way you feel. For so many of us right now, we are overwhelmed with emotions A lot of it isn't even truth. A lot of it right now is feeling. Hey, we've got to replace the feeling with truth. We've got to go to God in prayer. And here's the truth. When we pray, remember this. Number one, it's the love of God that wants the best for us. Hear hear that today. God, God is a gracious and a good God. And maybe you're connecting with Bay Chapel for the first time or hearing a first message from Bay Chapel and you randomly clicked on this link. But can I tell you this? God is good. He loves you. He knows what you're going through and he cares about you today. He's a good God. He wants the best for us. Number two is this. It's the wisdom of God that knows what is best for us. We often go to God with our desires, but thankfully, God doesn't give us what we want. He gives us what we know we can handle and know what we need. He, he's a wise and a gracious and a loving God. And number three, it's the power of God that can accomplish it. Know this, whenever you go to God in prayer, it, it's the love of God that wants the best. It's the wisdom of God that knows what is best. And it's the power of God that can accomplish all things. Let, let's pray and not panic. Number two, let's wait and not worry. 
Let's wait and not worry. Let's, let's pray and not panic, but let's wait and not worry. I'm reminded of Isaiah's words in chapter 40. He says, Though the, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I, I know that we are stepping into what feels like a waiting season. It's a holding pattern. We're, we are the plane right now that is just circling around the one runway, waiting for an opportunity to land. What, what is next? When is it going to happen? How is it going to work out? I don't know if you're like me, but you got that call, that email, that automated message from the county letting us know on Friday that not, not only would the students be out for one week of, of spring break, but now they're going to be out for two weeks. And at first, you know, your, your thought is, our kids are going to be home. And then your thought is, oh, no, our kids are going to be home. What do we do now? Oh, this, is, this could be the ultimate test of, of your salvation right here. Two weeks with not a whole lot to do. I mean, and at first you feel like, man, this is great. We got some free time. And oh, Disney's not open. Sports aren't happening. I mean, there's, what, what is going to go on over the next two weeks? Can, can I just encourage you with this? Let's not make a waiting season a wasted season. Let's not make a waiting season a wasted season. Hey, let's not get done with two weeks and go, man, all I did was binge on Netflix. Let's not get done with two weeks and go, man, I completely blew my diet. I've been eating donuts and and Krispy Kreme and M&Ms and every other unhealthy thing. Let's not waste what God has given us. Yeah, it doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel like we're on solid ground right now, but there's still some opportunity in front of us. There's some, some opportunity to, to make a difference. Let me, let me give you five ways. Maybe you want to jot these down or, or type them in your phone real quick. Five ways to maximize the time. Let's not make it a wasted season. Number one, let's get closer to God. Hey, Bay Chapel, let's lean into the things of God. I know we can't meet together at Wharton High School, but that doesn't mean, mean that we can't meet with the creator of the universe. I just want to let you know, he's with you right now. He's with you in the car. He's with you in the home. Let, let's acknowledge and recognize that he's omnipresent. He's everywhere we go. And let's make a decision. Let's get closer to God. And number two, let's invest in our family. Let's invest in our family. I don't know if it's a priority for you, but what better time to make a decision that we're going to eat together at night. We're, we're going to do meals together. We've got all this food that we just bought from Walmart. Much of it we don't need. Why don't we cook? We haven't done that in a while. And let, let's, let's just sit around the table and let's talk about life and, and what's going on in your world and invest in the people that we love to, the most. Let's spend quality time together, eye to eye, face to face interaction. Let's do devotions together as a family. Let's invest in our family. Number three, let's invest in our health. You know those goals that you set in January? Now it's March and you feel like you've just completely gone off track. What better opportunity? Why don't you make a 14-day decision? I'm going to invest in my health. Instead of you know, jumping off the bandwagon and eating like crazy, why, why don't we go the other way? Let, let's lean in to... To, to exercise and spiritual discipline and physical discipline in our life. Oh, I know that doesn't sound like a real fun. I know you're not shouting me down on the other side of that camera, but it's a good word. It's an encouraging word. 
Let's invest in our health and our bodies. Number four, let's invest in our relationships. Let's do it. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. What better opportunity do we have to get to know our neighbors? If this is an opportunity to find out the names of the people that live around us, I don't know if there ever will be one. Nobody has anything to do. Let's love people unconditionally while we've got the extra time. While we have the energy and the ability, the bandwidth right now, let's invest in relationships, our community. I want to challenge you. Reach out to somebody else in our church, maybe somebody in your connect group, maybe somebody that's on your serve team, and just be accountable to them over the next couple of weeks. How are you doing? How are things going? Do you have a need? How can we help? Let's work together to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And number five, let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. I think that crisis is an opportunity to get creative. Crisis is an opportunity to get creative. And I want to challenge you with the resources and tools and and mind that God has given us. Let's go out of our way to make a difference. Yes, we can't meet uh, on the weekends, on Sunday mornings, but we can still meet together in unusual ways. We can be the hands and feet of Jesus at the grocery store and the gas station and everywhere we go. And let's love on people. Let's wait and not worry. And number three, let me just close it out with this thought. So let's pray and not panic. Let's wait and not worry. And let's have faith and not fear. Let's have faith and not fear. Psalm 46, verse 10, David says this. He says, surrender your anxiety. Surrender your your care. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving. And you will see that I am God. Psalm 56, verse 3 says this. When I'm afraid, I will put my confidence in you. When I, I love his words. When I'm afraid, I will put my confidence in you. Yes, I will trust the promises of God. You know, oftentimes, whatever we're fearing or struggling with fear in our life, that is oftentimes the person, the place, or the thing that we have given power to in our life. You know what God is saying? He's saying, when you know the strength that you have in me, the fears of this life begin to fade. I I, want to challenge you. When you feel afraid, when you feel like, hey, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen with my family. I don't know what's going on with my marriage. I don't, I don't know what's going on with our country and the world and this virus and all these fears. Let's put our, let's put our confidence in the one who controls it all. Let, let's put our confidence in the one who has been faithful to us in our past and we know will be faithful to us in our future. I just want to encourage you. Because if you are dealing with fear, and we all have dealt with some level of anxiety and fear, let's trust God. Let's believe that God is faithful. And let's lean into His promises in every season and situation of our lives. Hey, let me pray with you today. God, I thank you so much that you love us, that you care for us. God, right now, I lift up every single family that's a part of Bay Chapel. I also lift up every person watching right now online. I pray, God, for our country. God, wisdom and direction for our leaders. I pray, Lord, that you'd give protection to our homes, our communities. God, give us wisdom to make wise decisions, to good decisions during this season. 
I pray, Father, safety over our homes, over our kids. God, against this virus, we speak against it in Jesus' name. We, we ask it to dissipate, and we pray, God, for your hand to move. We ask it right now, and we believe you for it. And God, we pray against every disease, every sickness, cancer. God, we, we pray against every kind of cold and, and, and flu virus that's impacting people's lives. I pray for healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. God, I also pray right now for one person that maybe is watching this online. Maybe right now you'd say, hey, I'm away from Jesus Christ, but I wanna invite him into my life. Would you just say a simple prayer like this? It says, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. God, I give you my life today. I repent and I ask you to be my Lord. From this day forward, I'm gonna live for you I'm gonna follow you and I'm gonna serve you all the days of my life. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for changing lives. And we celebrate those people right now that are saying yes to Christ. God, in the days and weeks ahead, we pray, go before us, be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, we love you so much. We're praying for you. I just want to encourage you as well, Bay Chapel family, stay connected. We will be emailing you. Stay connected to our social media uh, outlets, Facebook and Instagram. We'll keep you updated uh, as frequently as we have information about what's ahead for our church, when we'll be meeting again. And, and most importantly, we love you so much and we will see you soon.